Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Life of the Lost. I'm Sam. And I'm Megan. And this week's episode, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about something called sacrifice and how sacrifice plays in mine and Megan's life. As you might know, if you're just tuning in, I'm a huge fan of music and music is my passion. I'm a guitarist. I play electronic music and that all stemmed from when I was about 13. Ever since 13, up until this moment now, I've had to make sacrifices throughout my life, whether it be from sacrifices from hanging out with my friends who wanted to go to the beach, who wanted to do teenage stuff and... I'd have to sit there and I'd have to be in my room and kind of say, I'd prefer to better myself and learn these chords, learn these scales in the hopes that in the future, I'll thank myself for making that sacrifice. When I got to the point of trying to figure out which college I want to go to, that mentality stuck with me. So I didn't choose a college that was far away from home because that would mean that I'd be further away from my bandmates. So that would make my musical career pretty much die in a sense. And I wasn't prepared to do that. So I made a sacrifice by staying home, going somewhere closer to home and being able to continue my musical career. And I don't know if this will all pan out. I have faith that it will. I, I trust my abilities to make my dreams a reality. But again, hopefully one day I'll be able to look back and say thank you for this 28-year-old me. Uh, thank you for making these sacrifices since you were 13. And I guess getting a little bit more into this topic, I kind of want to talk about you and how sacrifice impacted your life. Cause I know that you have two different families, one from Peru and one from Minnesota. Ever since you came to New York, it's been a hard transitioning, trying to f make sense of helping your two families understand in their own ways, why you chose what you chose. Mm -hmm. Maybe would you like to fill me in a little bit um, in the details about that? Yeah, to kind of paint the scene for everybody. Mm -hmm. I was about 26, 27, and I think when I was a teenager, I thought at 25 I would have everything together. I thought I would be married, have a house, have maybe one or two kids. Definitely feel like most of us felt like that <laughs> when we were younger. Yeah, and I think... So you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> at that time, I felt like I was seeing a lot of my friends like going off and buying houses and having babies and things. And I remember on my 25th birthday, it was just kind of, I was bummed. It's not that anybody did anything. It was that I felt like I didn't amount up to enough myself. Hmm. And I know like when we were 13, we kind of made a pact to each other when we were 25. We'll get into that one day. Yeah. Um, but that hadn't come true either. And so it was just, there's just so many like unknowns and so much uncertainty in the midst of a lot of certainty. Because when I was around 26, 27, I had like a wonderful job at a community college. I was a creative director. I loved my coworkers. I loved everybody in that college. Um, we had a lot of diversity groups, so I felt like I was really welcomed. There, there was nothing, I can't really say um, too much of anything negative from there. And which is kind of unlikely, you know, when you have a job, there's always like, you know, both sides. Yeah. I really loved it. And I had a wonderful car. I had, it was very reliable. I had a beautiful apartment. It was absolutely beautiful. It was like a thousand square feet for a thousand dollars. And being in New York City, you're not going to find that. Yeah, it's non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really nice. And one could say I had everything. My family in Minnesota, they were about 
10 minutes away from my apartment, I had, you know, your local Trader Joe's and the gym was right there. And I was a probably a seven minute drive from work. So everything was so nice and everything just seemed like it was pretty perfect. But I think something kind of deep down just didn't feel, it didn't feel perfect. You know, I didn't feel good when I thought about, okay, I'm going to stay here for the rest of my life and I'm going to retire here, especially when you're working at a college. You're seeing everybody kind of grow up, grow into who they want to be career-wise, and then they leave. You know, maybe they find a job or maybe they go to a university. And for me, I was I was done with college. I didn't really want to go back to college and I'm watching everybody else flourish. Flourish? Flourish. <laughs> <laughs> flourish? I don't know. And instead of instead of doing anything more i just kind of felt very i was standing still and i didn't like that feeling and i think from the outside everybody was kind of confused when i announced i'm gonna move to new york city it Mm. it was like kind of a surprise kind of not a surprise at the time because i had been coming out here just to visit a little bit more often uh, because i just kind of wanted to i wanted to make sure that that feeling of coming out here it was it was strong enough for me to actually move and so i made a I made a pact to myself. I believe I was here in October one year, September, October, somewhere around there. Mm. I was out here and I remember how good I felt out here. And I remember just being by the river, the Hudson River one night. And of course I had been drinking a little bit, but I still felt really great. And everything about it felt just, it felt like home, a different kind of home, right? And everything felt really good. It felt like there was so much energy. It felt like being around people was really great. It felt like there was a lot more opportunities out here. And so that night I told myself, I'm going to be back here in a year and I'm going to be living here in New York City. It's pretty scary, right? Because for a lot of things in my life, I'm very like, I'll start it, but then I'll stop it. I'll go hundred and then I'll stop. And for this, it was more of, all right, let's get it together, Megan. I didn't necessarily have a plan, a giant plan. I just said, I'm going to come out here I'm going to save my money. And so, you know, saving paychecks, things like that, trying not to buy too Doing little things to like set yourself up to like be able to do that. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like I'm going to put away every single penny or anything. But then it came to the day. It came to that day where I had to sell my car and that was my baby. And I was like, oh no, gosh, this is really happening that day. And the day I was selling all my graphic design books, well, I was giving away to my friends. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh God, it hurts so bad. Because I love those books, but these things are just material items. And I think going back into sacrificing, what are you going to sacrifice to get where you want to to push you forward? And I think a lot of people were... I feel like that's like the question of the day, right? Yeah. Like, what are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah. What are you willing to give up to actually Is it worth go? it, you know? And that's the thing. You never know. You don't know. Yeah. Just got to take a leap of faith sometimes. Yeah. And that's completely what this was because I don't have any like family per se out here um i had you and i had akuro which i love too because i was hanging out with him probably i mean once a week for a bit he was a really great support system you're a really great support system and you guys still are and so that was like my two the two people you know along with your mom who really held me together who kept me you know pushed me through this because i did have a lot of hard times i wasn't I was missing things, right? Um, I was missing Mother's Day and Father's Day and birthdays and holidays. And that was really hard. I think the transition was, the, this is going to sound funny, but the, the, the hardest transition I had in the beginning 
was Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays because those were the main days that we would go to bars. Like my family in Minnesota, we'd mm. go to the bars and we'd hang out as a family and friends and we'd just chill and drink. And I loved that. And we were just always together. It was just something that, that I really missed. It just was like that sense of family, you know? And then we'd go out to eat or we'd go out before and we'd go visit the grandparents on the weekend too and other family members and people were coming in your house and it was just this constant like love always and so it's not that there wasn't enough love here it was just that the constant I don't know maybe going out with family or, or I don't know exactly yeah no I definitely like it's interesting because um how I grew up it was my mom didn't drink I wasn't really a big drinker so definitely that that Thursday, fr Friday, Saturday um, lifestyle was Wasn't not happening. in my like life. You know, it, it yeah. that didn't happen until I was maybe like, I don't know, I'd like to say like 25, 26. That was yeah. around the time I honestly personally got into football and my mom didn't follow me. It wasn't like, you know, she's like, let's do it together too. So mm -hmm. it was kind of like just me on my own, which was just interesting. Mm -hmm. Cause like when I went to Minnesota to visit you and your family, it was just, it blew my mind cause um, it was just so different. So I, it's interesting how you came here and you had a problem with that. And I think too, it was hard for me too in the beginning to understand how important that was and how used to that lifestyle you were because that wasn't really a thing in yeah. my life per se. Yeah, and it was, it was. And I'm not even sure if it was a thing in New Yorkers' lives. I'd be curious. Anybody who grew up in New York, did your family, you know, go out to drink on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? And if so, like, was like football ever huge part of your family's uh tradition in that sense yeah maybe it's more like about traditions yeah be curious to know your guys' thoughts on that and it's funny because it's like it sounds like we're always drinking all the time but i don't know it's just that that just kind of went hand in hand usually i mean it's not like we always did that i think it was more of that sense of being together as a whole just making new memories going out talking about our week um complaining being more positive, being negative, like, oh, I'm, you know, a little bit of everything. Well, yeah, and it's interesting, too, because I guess the stigma, like, the the idea of going out and drinking before I did that might have been warped. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you always have this version of what you think something is going to be like until you actually experience it, only do you find out how different or how less extreme you might have thought that that event or activity was yeah and but in your mind you made it seem like oh my god it's going to be like this wild thing but it ends up turning to be like right it's not, not like we as crazy but but enjoyable fun something you didn't expect and that's something personally that i can relate to when when yeah. you're talking about going out with your family like to yeah. a bar and just hanging out you know yeah it's, it's not like, like a bonding smashed every single night <laughs> oh god <laughs> it's just yeah. like for fun and you still eat and you still hang out yeah but i think that was kind of hard for me too because your mom and you live like it's a little you guys are a little bit separated in that where she kind of goes off and does things with her friends and you go off with your friends and for me it would those things were combined for the most part hmm. and i think that was kind of hard because when she would leave i'd be like what she didn't even ask us to come with because you know yeah. in minnesota you're like oh we're going to walmart you want to come with we're going to go meet up with so-and-so you want to come with we're going to go to the farmer's market you want to come with you know like it was a, a constant like togetherness and so i think yeah coming and hanging out not saying that you weren't like enough to hang out with but at the time it just felt like ah, oh, my community is just kind of like ah, oh, where'd it go yeah and that was pretty hard in the beginning um but then you know you get a job and you meet coworkers and more friends and and that kind of fills that 
But I think a lot of people were confused, especially my family in Peru. They were just like, why would you go to New York? You have mm-hmm. your entire family in Minnesota. And also, they did not ever really come out and say this, but I think they were thinking, why didn't you come to Peru? If you had to leave Minnesota, why didn't you come to Peru? Mm, and that's interesting. because that was an option, because in my head, I was circling between New York, Texas, and uh, Minnesota. And kind of why I wanted to go to Texas is because my grandma, my grandma had gone down there, Grandma Lee. And so mm. she kind of made it seem like it was really cool. And so I was like, ah, oh, maybe I should like follow her footsteps and see what that's like. I think my, my family was really confused and they still sometimes ask me like, where are you at? What city are you in? I was like, oh, I'm still in New York City. Like three years later, I'm still here, guys. And they're like, well, where's your mom and dad? They're still in Minnesota. And so it's kind of like um, implying something without saying it. Mm. And I think it sucks because there's a lot of opinions too on why would you run away from both families? Like you have two full families. Like my mom and dad on both sides are still together. So my mom and dad in Peru are still together and in Minnesota, they're still together. So it's not, there's no division. It, it's weird for people. They're like, you, you left them both. You didn't pick either of them. You're not taking care of them. You're not supporting them. Like, why would you do that? That's really hard on me too. I think in, in the last episode, I was kind of touching on not being there for when people die. And I think right now is especially hard for me because my grandma Rakis is currently dying. And it's hard. Because you you want to be there when people die. And um, I'm not going to be there for that. Especially because COVID right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the primary reason I'm not going. She's in hospice right now. And I... I would really hate myself if I picked up COVID along my travels out there um, or brought them back here to the family here. And so I think that's a that's a giant bummer for me right now. I'm kind of working through, but it's also something that I kind of had to accept. And, and I do accept every single time I see my family. The last time I went to Minnesota, my grandma was also in the hospital. And I'm just really glad that you were there and you got to see her. When I left her and I gave her a hug, um, I just remember thinking, like, this is, just just be ready, Megan. This is probably the last time you're going to, like, give her a hug. You can just feel it. And it was. That's my sacrifice that I'm making, is not being there for my family when they die. Although, like my grandma, everybody has been there for me since I came to the United States. So, I mean, sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, wow, you're so selfish. Like, you could have been there. You had everything. I have to step back from that a lot of the times and just say, hey, you're doing this for, you're doing this for your family. You're doing this so you can be better, become something better than maybe you ever could there. And one could say... One could say you could have been doing all of this in Minnesota too. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like if ands or buts. <laughs> that sounds like my mom. She always used to say that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, there are a lot of if ands or buts, but it doesn't matter because I felt like this is the jump I needed to make to push me forward. That is a sacrifice that I had to give up. And because I didn't choose either side, I'm choosing me. I'm choosing to progress myself more. I'm choosing to become something more than I thought I could in Peru or in Minnesota. 
and and now I'm here, and I think it's uh, it's it's never easy, but uh, yeah, it's it's life, and um, I'm proud. You know, I'm 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 happy I did it. I'm I'm sad because obviously, it's not the best circumstances right now. But you know, there's there's amazing things like FaceTime, and I get to see my grandma and talk to her and just tell her how much I love her. And you know, it's uh just one of those things that that comes with moving, I suppose. Yeah, it does. You know, it's I can relate to in the sense of sacrifice. I maybe could have wanted to move somewhere else maybe to las vegas or <laughs> california or something but due to you know my career and i just think that it's best for me to stay here for the time being especially you know for my mother she is the only thing that i have and um i don't have a dad i don't have sisters i don't have brothers and it's just me and her and so one could say that I'm kind of limiting my options by staying here, but but it's a sacrifice, like you yeah. said. And I'm not limiting my options in the sense of me pursuing my career in music because this is fortunately, so fortunately for me, New York City is a huge, you know, hub of electronic and, and just art in general and culture and people. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of opportunity here for me, which I'm very happy about. But I'm, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little envious of you, you know, because you, you spent your whole life in one state, and now you're kind of creating your own life in another. And maybe in another life, I would have liked to do that. Maybe in the future, I still can do that. But I have to accept that that might never be a possibility. But that's okay, because like you. That's just a sacrifice that we have to make in our own lives. Yeah. And we just have to pray and, and hope to whatever higher power we believe in, if any, that it will all turn out okay. And that we can all look back and just say, Whew, take a deep breath and just, thanks, thanks, Sam, or thanks, Megan. You know, yeah. I really, I'm so happy that you decided to stick it out. Because yeah. if you didn't, let's just, I'm just happy, you know? Right. So that's just um, interesting. And maybe you guys stay tuned and find out <laughs> whether or not we uh, get to where we want to be. But, um, but I'm confident. I'm very confident. I, I just um, have a good feeling. Yeah. I really do. And I appreciate that about you because I feel like there's, there's a lot of these times, you know, there's a lot of these times where I feel a little bit more down, you know, especially if from a family member dying to missing out on family events i have a giant family on both my mom and my dad's side and so here celebrating holidays is much different also because you're jewish so it's like that's it's not like you have that giant meal you know that thanksgiving meal of like this giant turkey and the corn and the ham and the christmas tree (laughs) yeah the christmas tree like things like that too so i think that's you know missing out on on things like that that you grew up with but ultimately i have to keep looking forward and i look at my mom in minnesota and i kind of had this conversation with her the other day when i was saying that i would have loved to be able to come back to minnesota to see my grandma but it's in life we have sacrifices and we kind of got into this conversation i told her you know i'm i'm very thankful that she really wanted to be a mom and that she kept searching and kept pursuing adoption and that her and my dad picked me and I think that 
they, they made a lot of sacrifices. Obviously, adoption isn't cheap, but they stuck with it. They stuck <laughs> through all like the temper tantrums and the, the battles of my teen years, and they stuck through, and they still showed me so much love and respect. And I think that... um. And I must say, I'm, I'm very like, you know, have a lot of have a lot of respect for your dad here in Minnesota, you know, for staying with that and, and helping you and just being understanding even as you get more into your adult life. Because I don't know, I think in, you know, fathers don't really tend to do that. Sometimes they, when things get tough, they, they kind of bounce. I know mine did in Peru yeah. when things got tough. He was just kind of left. Yeah. And so I just, I'm, I'm very grateful for the ones who, who stay and who who accept that role of a fatherhood no matter how hard it can be sometimes because i know that their children will always see that and they yeah. will always remember that yeah and benefit from that well especially like light le- lessons for me specifically too when i think of my dad i just think of all of the the amazing things he's taught me do you know how to change a tire nope you know like <laughs> <laughs> do you know how to like like patch a hole in the wall you know <laughs> or like do all of these things like my dad you know made a lot of things with his hands and he's always fixing things you know in the house and so just just watching him and getting to to see that and now being able to sit here and and there's something wrong and i'm just like oh bring it back i gotta run to the hardware store i get this this and this and like it's it's no big deal because it's just something that i was raised with and so i think kind of bouncing off what you're saying is you know taking those skills and, and life lessons that my parents gave me and being from from each side you know from the peruvian side and from the minnesota side and being able to kind of create the own version of of myself yeah and maybe your peruvian side might not have given as much as your minnesota side but they gave almost the biggest one of all yeah which was you an yeah. opportunity to experience all of those other life lessons that you learned with your family here in minnesota yeah so you know it all kind of evens out in the end yeah, like a lot of people like to compare and contrast, and and I can't lie. Sometimes I do too, but but you're right. You know, there's there's a there's a lot to be said about that as well, and and, and that just kind of goes back to what I was talking about with sacrifice. Like my mom in Peru, sacrificing me for the betterment of her family as well. It wasn't just me, you know, because she had other kids, and I understand that if if I were to stay, I know a lot of worry um, would have gone into me providing for me and she also had other kids so then you know not giving them as much support um emotionally uh financially yeah and so i just think that's that's really important too but this conversation i was kind of having with my mom was about um how i told her that i was really thankful that she wanted to be a mom and how they they took all the steps to get me and that she could have done a lot with her life if she didn't come out to get me she maybe she had dreams of what she wanted to be when she was a kid and she didn't pursue that because her dream at the time was to become a mom and because she was a damn good mom i'm right here and and then we just have to keep sacrificing certain things in our life and i can go back to her mom you know and talk about things that she might have sacrificed as well so i think for the like this is kind of like big the biggest picture is just like sacrificing and giving things up for the next generation for for your family it doesn't go to say that I don't want to still go visit them all the time. I miss them to death. You know, it doesn't say it doesn't mean that I I care any less. You know, if anything, I care. I care more. It's important to kind of see to see yourself through, to stick it out, and to look back and say, damn, like I might have not had all those things when I was twenty five, but I sure as hell have a lot of things going for me right now, and I can only 
I can only be so proud of that. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's important to to understand for me in my life and in your life. And I know that, you know, we talked about this too prior about making sacrifices for your family. I know my family uh, is rooted in theater and my grandma, I, I really look up to her. I, I didn't really meet her as a as who I am kind of right now in terms of very like aware of my life, aware of um, where I want to go. And I wish I could have, but I really look up to her and, and my, my grandpa because they were really important for my whole family. You know, my, my uncle, my mom and a whole, they were really good at, I really loved the atmosphere that they brought when it came to satyrs and they, they just had such a good aura around them. A lot of friends would always come to see them they're like this like powerhouse couple. And I just remember looking at them like a little baby eating my chopped liver with crackers. <laughs> I still do not know how I love that, but I really did. I would just sit there and just watch them talk. And it was awesome to see. As I'm older now, I am making it more of a mission to keep that going, keep that music alive in my family. I might not be related to my mother by blood, but I can do everything else in my power to, sorry, that might have not made a sense uh, sentence wise, but I think you kind of know what I'm trying to get at where I just want to do everything else in my power that might not be blood related, like in terms of just that whole nature versus nurture thing and to just keep that alive. And, you know, I do make sacrifices on behalf of that overarching dream that I have and just to keep that going for like future generations so I can be an example for them and they can see that and we can continue to grow in the right direction. And I think that it's important that me and you kind of understand where we fit in. And I think maybe it might be nice for anybody to kind of take a reflection and kind of see where they're going in their life and see how their life will help the future generations become better and move forward and giving them that opportunity to do that, I think is really important. And it's really um, selfless. And it's, it's, just, it's just one of those things that you just feel is right in your heart yeah. just to do. Because especially as we're adopted, two people who are adopted, I just want to give back. Yeah. For me, I just want to give back to my mom for, like you said, your mom and my mom were very good mothers and they wanted to be mothers so, so badly. And they dedicated so much of their life, so much of their money, so much of their time to ensuring that we have the best childhood and the best life. I'm really, I'm just really happy that we both have that mindset mm -hmm. moving forward. And we set up our lives to have that come to reality. Yeah. And uh, it's important because it's one of those things where, you want to make sure that the people who you're surrounded with understand where you're coming from. Maybe they might not 100% understand, but that they can relate. And it, it's really nice because you 100% relate to what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, and some people yeah. in your life too, whether it's friends or family along the lines, you know, they might not understand. For instance, situations where you want to hang out and you want to have these times to bond with your friends, but, you know, obligations come up and you know you have to make a decision a sacrifice again to hang out with friends hang out with family or kind of grinding and 
pushing yourself for further and further into your craft, into your passion, excelling that because that's ultimately what what you want to do. Yeah. And some people will understand that. Some friends, some family will understand that, and others might have a hard time. And that's when you know you guys have to maybe go your separate ways. But it's okay because. You just have to do what you have to do. And that's sometimes how life works out. You're right. You know, and sometimes you have to get rid of toxic people or, or maybe f people who just don't necessarily fit in your life anymore. Yeah. Because you're kind of at that point in your life, um, you know, even even with COVID, you know, like a lot of friends are out partying or at bars and things. And I remember us just walking down to get your ice cream, you know, at the CVS and you know, a lot of people are out at bars and, and the restaurants are open now. And me and you just looking at each other and thinking like, it'd be really nice to go to a restaurant. But yeah, I'm, I'm envious. <laughs> yeah. You don't know how many times I look at these tables out and people are just chilling. And I'm just like, dang, man, I wish, man. But then I think about my mom and I just think I would never forgive myself if I got got her sick and she died because of one little mistake of me giving in to my inner lust of having fun, of just selfishly wanting to have fun and not seeing the bigger picture and taking my eye off the ball. Mm -hmm. And that just really puts things in perspective. And I'm just kind of like, yeah. I maybe I have talk with you and we just remind ourselves. Hype each other up. This is why like, we're doing this, you know? Yeah. Like this is the seriousness of the situation that we live in today, mm -hmm. especially in, in this world during COVID era. So that, yeah, that again is a sacrifice. People might not understand that, but that's okay because everyone's entitled to living their life the way they want to live their life. And I support that as well as um, supporting my own life as well. But uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's uh, that kind of sums a lot of sacrifice up. Yeah. I'd love to know if you guys have any sacrifices that you're making, adopted or not. I'd love to hear your story and you know, feel free to comment below or reach out to us again. We're always welcome to hearing your guys' thoughts on anything that we have to say. Until next time, take care, guys. Peace.